Legend woke up episode 330 of the Drunk Discourse Podcast. I'm your host as always, I'm Tyler, and joining me with the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Gables. What's up, buddy? Just clanging and banging, Tyler. Just <laughs> you son and of banging. a bitch. You son of a bitch. You <laughs> took my line. <laughs> oh, man. I just started thinking about that phrase or something, and I was just thinking, it's like, what's a good thing to say in the introduction this week? Because I normally just go forth and I ramble and shit. So it's like, Oh, that's a good phrase. Like all of a sudden, the first thing that pops in my head, it's and I'm just clanging and banging. You stupid bitch! <laughs> I can't. I just. You, I can't have anything. You take it all from me. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but I'm doing pretty good right now. Just laying in bed, just relaxing, recording the podcast, thinking yeah. about what game I'm going to be playing next after Mario Maker Two. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. I'm 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 gonna j- jump back into Metro Exodus, but uh, that's awesome, awesome. Yeah, laying in bed sounds nice right now. So how you doing, Tyler? I'm doing all right. Uh, it's been a long week, you know. Uh, started doing it's, it's good and bad. We I have to work 11 hour days not work, but we get Fridays off. We just do four four days a week. Um, so got to today's Friday by the way. So um, that was nice. Uh, getting. Getting today off, you know, got me time to kind of relax, get to sleep in a little bit, watch a couple episodes of Stranger Things. Um, so I've been doing a lot of that, but it's, you know, it's a little, a little less free time, so it makes it a little harder, especially with the, uh, you know, the girl working nights. So trying to balance that still. So I just got into a rhythm with us being able to hang out at nights for a little bit, and me still getting my sleep. And then we changed the schedule on us, so um, <clears throat> getting to refigure that out. And then we uh, actually started um, on Wednesday night. Uh, her and I started doing Uber Eats, like delivering Uber Eats. Okay. Uh, yeah, so it's kind of like a, we won't be able to do something that doesn't like involve us going out and spending a bunch of money on shit. Um, so uh, we uh, decided to uh, do Uber. Well, you're going to do Ubering. We signed up, and uh, I got approved to Uber. Um, but we were like, after we thought about it, like, do we really want to do Uber, like Uber people around, deal with like, I don't like talking to people. It'd be awkward, and then it would be a bunch, usually be a bunch of drunk people. That doesn't sound like very very much fun. So we decided like you just do Uber Eats. You make a little less money doing it, or could, um, but it's a lot easier. So it's been kind of nice. So like Wednesday night we did it for for the first time uh, for like an hour and a half, and uh, from like eleven thirty at night to like one in the morning. And um, we actually it was pretty it was pretty fun. Like we have a nice little system where I drive and she like uses the. Uh, the Uber app to like we're like where to drive and go. She gives me directions, and then she gets out, gets the food, and then she gets out. And I figured we talked about like it's probably better for you to go hand in the food. Like you want the fat redheaded guy, or do you want the 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 hottie uh, dropping off the food, the hot girl? So um, we we both discussed it over many hours and decided that's probably best. Um, even though I was a little upset about it, I'm like you know I, I'm I'm pretty good looking. I think you know I'm, I have sideburns. <laughs> it's they're pretty cute. Um, but you know she won out. She went out, and we decided that she's going to drop off the food. Um, but, uh, yeah, so. Uh, Wait, so you we that d- one customer or something like that was like, no, no, yeah, it has to be I, him. I, yeah, <laughs> I want him. Bring me the boy. <laughs> 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 um, I freaking love that man show reference. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, no, it's it's been pretty cool. It, it probably throws people off, though, because, like, my app, my face is on the profile 
on the Uber, so we'll get to switch that around to hers because it probably throws people off expecting me and they just they get hurt. Um, but uh, yeah, it's like yeah, you it's don't look roll. anything like an overweight uh, redheaded uh, ginger. So um, this is much better. Uh, but yeah, so um, yeah, it's it's been fun. That was fun. We did that for um, like an hour and a half Wednesday night. Made decent money. You know, it's not like you're not gonna get rich off of it, but. Uh, I think we made like we made like thirty three dollars for an hour and a half. Oh. Um, yeah, it's like it's funny though because like it, it's pretty much all like these people are higher drunk for sure because it's like yeah. we went to like this little Mexican place called Arbolados that's open till three o'clock in the morning. Um, all of them were Arbolados that place and then McDonald's. So we we kept going back and forth to the same two places over and over again, picking up food and taking them over. Um, and then we did it last night for. Uh, since I don't work on Fridays, uh, we both chug a Red Bull and um, went, uh, um, did it for like about three hours or so. Um, and made a good chunk of money last night uh, doing that. Uh, a couple of them sucked though. Like one of them, we like we drove, like it's hard to explain because like most people that listen to this don't live in Des Moines. But like we basically drove like from like, uh, I don't know, probably half an hour of driving or so like, this is like a half an hour trip for this whole thing and the lady didn't tip us at all like we went from like the poor side of, of des moines to one town over to like the rich area and the lady didn't give we doesn't give a shit so um yeah that's so expected you, yeah so 40, like you 40, like niche, yeah it's 40, based 40 off like lady. <laughs> yeah it, that's what was crazy is like uh like courtney mentioned like it's kind of crazy we, like we're on the poor side of town and like the poor side of town, like the lower middle class and the actual like poor side, they're tipping more than the fucking people that are living in like uh, the nice, like the nice places. Like we're going in like these really nice areas, like and uh, like really nice. Like these people make hundred, like at least a hundred thousand, hundred thousand dollars a year, and like you can't give us a couple bucks, you know, for you can see how far I drive, and how far we went, and how much time we spent on this. You can throw a couple bucks our way, but um, Good yeah, it, and some money for gas. I mean, yeah, basically, at least give you know, at least gives us for. But um, it, we made it worth it. We did a few trips in that area, and uh, we got our money. We got our money's worth out of it. But it's been it's been it's been actually a lot of fun. Like I, like we were talking about doing it, and something she really wanted to do, um, just kind of something we could do together and make money on the side and not go out there and you go. blow money on dumb shit. Um, so <laughs> sounds good to me. Yeah, it's great to me. Um, so it, we did it Wednesday night. It's I actually a lot of time together too. You know. Yeah, it's just like it's been great. We have a good system. Like we're getting like getting along really well with it and. Um, like she goes in, gets the food from the place and she goes and drops food off. Um, it was funny that one time, one of the places we fought, she forgot to take the, the Coke in with her, the, the drink. And she told the lady, Ooh, I forgot your drink. And she gets fine. Just hold it. So the lady gave us a $6 tip on top of our delivery fee and Courtney got a free Coke out of it. So she was happy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been pretty fun. Like I actually really enjoy doing it. Like, uh, Wednesday, it was actually a trouble going, going to sleep Wednesday night. Cause I'm like, I was like, so like. Cause usually she, we, she, when she gets home from work, we just watch TV for a little bit and eat some food. Yeah, but yeah. It's easy. I, I could barely stay awake and like for the, the hour or so I do with her, and then like went to bed that night. I was like I couldn't go to bed. Like that's almost, like I was like that was fun. I enjoyed that. Um, and like we just made like thirty bucks, to, like thirty three dollars or whatever for just driving around and like just you know hang, hang, hanging out together and doing that. So it's, it's it's been a lot of fun. Um, we're gonna do it again tonight actually when she gets off work. Ooh, so there you go. Yeah. So I think we're like it's our like. We're gonna do it like every Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, as long as I'm not doing I'm not working Fridays. Um, my biggest, my biggest thing, man, is just, just keep careful, man. Just stay safe. Yeah, that type of shit because you don't oh. know who you're gonna meet in those type of situations. Well, I got Courtney to protect me, so I'm okay. 
So she's she's a tough girl. She can kick everybody's ass, including mine. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, yeah, it's been it's been cool. Like, everybody's like been super cool. Like all the people we we've dealt with, we haven't had any assholes or anything like that. Um, yeah, so it's been cool. And, and we're open to make you know, it's Friday night, so figured everybody's gonna be going is out, or a lot of people are probably getting food ordered. So figured make good money. And it's like our like Saturday nights, like our date our date night. So. It's like gonna be like where all the money we make from this is gonna pay for us like going out to dinner and movie and stuff. There you go. Yeah, so it's been fun. Uh, I've really, uh, really enjoying it, doing it. So I think hopefully we keep doing it because you know, it's hanging out, we're hanging out together, and we're making money at the same time. So uh, that's been my week. Um, nothing too much crazy other than that, you know. Um, I've got to play too much more games. Uh, I played a couple, probably another hour or so of. Uh, no, I played a decent amount on the, over the weekend, but throughout the week I've only played it probably another hour of Mario Maker. But uh, still, you know, not a lot more to say on top of that. Just still loving jumping into that, uh, playing that, picking up. I'll play it for um, 45 minutes or so at a time, 30, 40 minutes or so, whatever. And then uh, I like to go on like all the people I follow and try out their levels they made and uh, check those out. But, um, yeah, it's been a blast. I'm having... Still having fun with that. I haven't done any more of the uh, single-player stuff. I've only done the first handful of levels. Um, but, uh, yeah. No, just more Mario Maker for me. Like I said, fortunately, I don't have much more to ask. Um, or add to it, I'm sorry. And then uh, I'm probably going to, maybe this weekend, jump into some uh, Metro Exodius. Uh, but you've, what have you been playing, Gables? Well, let's see. I have been playing... Actually, before I even get into the main stuff, though, I will say that I have tried to restart another character file for Borderlands 2. Oh. I saw this glitch. Actually, I saw this like a uh, couple set of things on YouTube a couple nights ago, where it's like, "Hey, you can actually get this like uh, free experience thing while playing Borderlands 2." And so I look at the video. I think to myself, "It's like, hey, well, this is going to be interesting. Let's see if this a little of this stuff has worked." So it's like, I spent a good solid like hour and a half a couple nights ago, actually <laughs> starting up a new character. I started it from like level one. A siren and I haven't given her like any type of like name or anything else that I would like to like have her named as or stuff but well let's see she specializes well the siren kind of specializes in sort of like this phase lock thing where it's like you freeze enemies in midair then you can just like either shoot them or like throw grenades at them or whatsoever but uh yeah I'm finally up to that part where I completed this one mission by Dr. Net Dr. Zed Actually, Dr. Ned. Sorry. <laughs> Dr. Zed. Where you have to defeat this guy by the name of Doc Mercy. Right? So if you go through and repeatedly, you know, grind killing Doc Mercy and stuff, he'll eventually drop this rifle, this little, uh, not rifle, but this this uh, pistol called like an affinity pistol or something. Mm-hmm. So basically <clears throat> it does not run out of ammo whatsoever. So, even though it's going to be, like, at a low level starting, you can use this, that weapon, in combination of using some sort of glitch where Marcus's gun shop is to go all the way around and into the back where you have his, uh, you know, his bandit dummies or something like that that are strapped to the thing that you have to shoot and stuff. So, the trick is you have to have Doc Mercy's Infinity Pistol. And you have to select Marcus's, like, early mission and stuff where you have to try out these little elemental weapons and stuff. So, this is very early on in the game. This is at least the first couple hours inside the game before you get access to these missions. 
So basically what you have to do in start to implement this type of uh, like infinite XP glitch quintessentially is you have to select Marcus's mission. You have to next go and find a specific place and stuff where you have to glitch to the back and it gives you access to the back where you can actually get behind where like the uh, the testing dummy and stuff is at. You can actually jump on top of him and stuff. Equip like the affinity rifle and you just point down, just uh, hold down the R2, <laughs> hold down the trigger button and quintessentially what you can do is you can grind XP that way. Quintessentially what you can do is like something called like rubber banding where you can actually rubber band your controller and basically set it down and stuff and just leave the room or do whatever and stuff and return you should automatically just start getting uh, your level ups and stuff because that dummy apparently levels up like alongside with you mm. <laughs> and so what's what initially started out as sort of like a okay this is just going to be one of those bullshit sort of videos all of a sudden I'm thinking I look at the step by steps and I'm watching how he does it's like wow that's actually pretty useful <laughs> so i am going to try that method pretty soon but uh yeah so far i'm really loving just that whole opening sequence of borderlands 2 i mean i'm not doing any of the, the any of the other like side mission stuff until i actually go through and uh, complete what i want to do with it it's kind of like my uh my playthroughs of like fallout 3 back in the day where it's like I initially wanted to do the Operation Anchorage DLC first among, like, all else because I want to get that power armor and stuff so I don't have to contend with having to uh, script and scrape and stuff and uh, try to find decent enough armor along the way so I don't have, like, issues with battling against enemies or other types of uh, monsters and stuff. But other than that, I played some more of Super Mario Maker 2. I'm glad to say that I have been still chugging along with the single-player content. I am currently at 70% completed for the castle. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Actually, I was rather surprised how quickly that uh, came by. Because I have constructed the main tower, the central, the central tower and stuff of Beach's Castle, and then the left wing, and now I'm working on the right wing. I have played some fairly creative levels. I mean, holy crap. There is one level where I'm having trouble completing because I don't know where the hell this one like, uh, last key or whatever is hidden in. And man, this level is designed so well that I am starting to have, like, issues just trying to find, like, one of my new places. Like, okay, where the hell is this thing? It's like, is it hidden, like, in this block over here? It's like, no. Is it hidden in this exact room? It's like, a lot of these level designs and difficulty rankings for each of these levels, I mean, they're they're well, they're very well like uh, rated. Because some of the my uh, some of the best levels I've played so far in the single player of Super Mario Maker Two are the ones that have like some of the most creative types of solutions. Like there's this one level where you completely have to use this on and off switch and try to beat the course as fast as possible. So you're basically given 30 minutes to complete this stage. And along the way, you have to hit these these uh, on and off switches in order to switch between like platforms being blocked off or certain platforms disappearing. And by doing that, if when you time the rhythm correctly, you'll be able to go through and clear the course. That took me like about three tries, roughly. 
And I gotta say, man, it felt so satisfying once I got to the end of that stage. I have forgotten how awesome it is to try a Mario stage for the first time, where it actually feels somewhat difficult at first, and then when you die over and over again and you get that satisfaction of finally clearing it, I mean, it's just awesome. I mean, I'm not some sort of, like, Mario speedrunner or anything. I don't do those stupid, like, Kaizo type of stuff. I'm not, like, Grand Pooh Bear or something like that, <laughs> like, playing Super Mario Bros. 3 for a living. No, I'm just someone who loves playing old-school Mario games and finding these type of levels, just working my way up to where I can understand the game, like, say, on a molecular sort of level... It just gives me clear satisfaction. It's just another emphasis of me loving classic games even further, even though it's presented in a new way, but it's still the type of games I love to play. <laughs> but, uh, oh my gosh, man, Super Mario Maker 2 is incredibly fun. I am definitely looking forward to playing some more of that when I have the chance. And man, I'll tell you what, though, I can't wait for uh, the new Fire Emblem game when that comes hmm. out in a couple hmm. weeks' time. Two weeks from today? Yeah. Yeah, two weeks from today, and uh, I, I'm just kind of feeling like an itch to play like an old strat, like a, like a not like an old strategy game, but just something new Fire Emblem related. Because when I completed Fire Emblem Fates, I think it was Birthright or something like that on the 3DS a couple of years ago, I liked the game, but I was just kind of uh, kind of wanting more for some kind of situation because. Well, at the time, I kind of felt like the game was good, but yet it wasn't kind of like how I enjoyed Fire Emblem, like the other Fire Emblem game. I think it was, uh, oh my gosh, it was the first Fire Emblem game, Awakening, that's what it was. It was Awakening on the 3DS. I felt that one was more approachable in terms of introducing new players, and at the same time, I got a lot of the basic mechanics to where I felt like I could progress without having to constantly reset the game because of... Not only stupid mistakes that I would make, but the fact that, you know what, I understand that the game has an option where characters die if you make a mistake, but that was some of the most frustrating times I had playing Fire Emblem, especially Path of Radiance on GameCube, where I'd mess up and all of a sudden one of my characters dies, and I'm like, oh my god, I need this character in order to go through this, this, and this. <laughs> but uh, yeah, for Fire Emblem Three Houses, yeah, I'm... I'm just fairly impressed with uh, the way that it's been presented, how it kind of it was kind of a swerve, you know? It was introduced, like, as some sort of... Uh, it almost kind of felt like, uh, okay, you have to choose a side and stuff like this in order to get these elaborate houses. Are you for this side? Are you for that side? Or are you for this side in the middle? You know, it's like... It went from, like, a bland sort of experience like that to all of a sudden the story kind of evolving as major story events happen inside these trailers and it's like okay now it feels fairly fascinating to me so i'm am itching to play another strategy game like a real not like a real time but like a turn-based strategy game <laughs> mm. but yeah other than that man it's like i have been playing games but i haven't really been playing as much as i felt like i want <laughs> yeah it's always the case though right yeah unfortunately mm. Yeah, um, that's cool though. Yeah, it's been you know, it's kind of a little bit. It's kind of a good time though, like because we we got Mario Maker, but we got a you know you got a couple weeks till the next thing comes out. Well, actually, we both Wolfenstein comes out on the same day as a uh, Fire Emblem, so I'm getting, I'm getting that's Wolfenstein very true. Sure. So. And to be perfectly honest with you, man, I feel like I got 
all sorts of games coming out on Switch from this month until the rest of the year that I could potentially just buy and play and fucking enjoy, and that is fantastic to me. <laughs> yeah, true. That's actually a good segue into uh, our basic our topic for the week. Um, first one, this um, before we get to the big one, actually, is uh, talk about games that continue to continue to play on our Switch. Like you got, well, we got Fire Emblem later in the month. Uh, oh, next yeah. month we have was Astral Chain uh, at the oh. end at the end of August. Um, then in September we got Luke's Awakening. Yep. And uh, what's the uh, Damon X Machina? All Damon uh, X Machina stuff. Yeah. And then November we have Pokemon. Uh, no, I think I'm Sword forgetting something. Oh, Sword October Shield. you're missing Luigi's Mansion Three. Yep. So that's the uh, that's the big thing. That's uh, uh, so I, I, that's just crazy. That I was thinking about it is uh, just actually just popped my head um, that uh, so. The leak is on Amazon Mexico. They they posted up there October fourth is a release date for Luigi's Mansion. Luigi's Mansion three, uh-huh. um, which uh, is only two weeks after Link's Awakening. Oh man! So um, that's what I just thought of as I was we were talking about it. And um, I don't. Know, I mean, I figured October seems right. And I think that's where a lot of people were guessing was October. That's like uh, August has already got something. Like there's no way it'd be August when it's, they're not going to release that game with a month's notice. Um, uh-huh. maybe October makes sense because of it's Halloween things like that. That's only like really slow period in the you know between Link's Awakening and um, uh, Pokemon. So you have about two nine seven to nine week gap. Um, right. So it makes sense in there. Uh, I, I think October's right. Um, I, if I had to put money down, I'd probably say this is probably the date. But um, I was thinking like more middle to end of October. Uh, yeah, that's what I would have figured as well. Either yeah. either being the second or third week of October would have made sense for the release of Luigi's Mansion 3. But yeah, with this new recent thing, I even saw it on Twitter today where some Mexican retailer had the release date be like October 3rd or October 4th or something like that. And that just well, kind of felt off to me. It kind of felt like sort of like a placeholder date for something. Yeah, I mean, it, it is a Friday, though, when Nintendo likes releasing the game on Fridays. So I think that I, I, I would... I said if I had to put money down, I'd say that's probably the date. Um, holy shit! I just realized Madden comes out July thirtieth. God damn it! <laughs> July thirtieth. That's really weird, dude. Yeah. It's usually in uh, August that game comes out. Yeah, it's usually like the the first week of, like the first Friday of uh, uh, August. So whatever. So it's it's uh, it's coming out July thirtieth. Um, I was just looking at. I was like, oh, I'm, I was like, how was October look like for me? And it's like between Link's Awakening and Death Stranding on November eighth. I got nothing, so uh, this works for me. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. That's a yeah. Like I said, it, it, it feels off. It feels too early, maybe. But I mean, by a week or two, which by st- whatever. Um, but I don't know. I, I think that I mean, like I said, I think that date makes sense. Um, it's definitely a game I am really excited for. I want to see more from it. I feel like we haven't seen. Like, it's been in the last what two E3s or no? Was it the last two? Was that last E3 or was it, it was the direct? It was at before before this. Before last mm-hmm. E3, which game was that? Luigi's Mansion Three. It was at I, this. Pa- I think we it was a game... couple E3s ago. Actually, it got announced, and then yeah. we saw a little bit of footage this past E3, and it's yeah. like. But we saw we saw footage before that, but I don't think yes, it was. I don't think it was last E3 though. Before it wasn't was an it wasn't an E3 presentation though when we first saw this. I think it was actually yeah, just a random Nintendo Direct we had. Okay. I think it was after. I'm wanting to say, or possibly a bit before. I'm not sure. Okay, that makes more sense. But um. Yeah, it's it's but it's a game I do want to see more from, but uh, I I don't know I don't know why I'm saying that because I'm buying it regardless. Like, I, it, it's oh so yeah, stupid. 
Like, I'm going to buy this game. And like, honestly, actually, probably I'm showing something that, it, and something really stupid would be the only. It'd be worse for them to show me, to show me more stuff. Um, I know we'll see more, but yeah, I don't know. Um, like I said, makes. I think for both of us, I guess, makes sense. We're both probably going to pick it up right away when it comes out. Mm. Um, so yeah, I am. Uh, I'm excited for it, and it just. I don't know. Waiting for a release date. So maybe we got it. I don't know. But moving on to the big thing that happened this week for Nintendo. Um, so this is something that's been talked about since last E3. There was rumors they were going to reveal it. And then there was rumors they were going to reveal it at this E3. Nintendo's like, we're not talking about um, any, a, a new Switch at all. And um, <laughs> this past uh, what was it, Tuesday, I want to, no, Wednesday, uh, they revealed uh, what they're calling Switch Lite, like the, like the DS Lite. Um, comes out September 20th. It's $200. Uh, it has three different colors, yellow, gray, and turquoise. Uh, the screen uh, is five and a half inches, where the regular Switch is 6.2 inches. Uh, it's, a, it's lighter. It's, uh, it's, I think it's, I believe it's thinner, too. Um, it's a little smaller. Uh, the D-pad is actually a D-pad. It's not separated at mm. all, so that fucking is sexy as hell. Um, the battery life is improved. It went from two and a half to six and a half hours to a solid three to seven hours so enjoy the extra half an hour um there's no ir hd rumble in the joy cons because it makes sense because the joy cons do not detach um it doesn't dock at all so you can't so you can't even dock it if, if, if you wanted to um and uh i think actually that's pretty much the main the main thing of it but yeah so coming out in uh, two months a little, little over uh 200 bucks i don't know i mean we both have switches this is not for, this is not our thing right now at all but there's no point purpose for us to get it uh but i don't know what, what do you think of this thing the design looks so clean looks i mean seriously fuck. it might be I the mean... most fuckable console now might have just fucked up most. <laughs> no i wouldn't go that far but at the same point here's the thing about it when they revealed this little switch this switch light i didn't learn about this until one of my co-workers got back from his lunch break it's like hey man they're starting they're gonna release a nintendo switch Lite. i'm like what man don't tell me anymore i'm gonna go for them checking out on break so i go on my lunch break i go into the my break room i sit down i pop up youtube and then all of a sudden i watch this uh, video from nintendo i'm seeing people do their various reactions and stuff like that but i watch nintendo's like uh, i think it was like a six minute video or some shit like that and uh basically the first color I see is this yellow, and I'm thinking to myself, wow, this <laughs> device looks awesome in terms of the button layout, in terms of like the size reduction, and in terms of what it basically is supposed to do, which is not only a cheaper Switch console, but it eliminates a lot of the features that, for people who just want to have handheld only or just want a game on the go, this is definitely for them. This is more specifically aimed towards a, like a market one. It's a cheaper alternative than the actual Nintendo Switch, so parents are going to be buying this for their kids come the holiday. Two, you have a specific model of Nintendo Switch Lite that's going to be revolved around the current Pokemon games that are going to be coming out this November. Mm-hmm. And yep, that special right. edition one looks it looks awesome. I love that. With the whole various light blue and the pink colored buttons and all this other stuff. But mainly you have a clear alternative for people who, like I said before, if, say, they're, it definitely feels like this is aimed towards people who have not invested inside of a Nintendo Switch 
or they just don't want to have that uh, those extra features or something like that. So, without even holding this console inside my hands or something and actually testing itself, I can feel like that this is definitely an improvement upon what the Switch, the original Switch model would be. And honestly, for people who invest inside this uh, Switch Lite, say if you already own a Switch or something like that, it's definitely for little bits of features, like say an actual D-pad. That's one. Mm-hmm. The longer battery life, even if it's like a, a half an hour or something, that is definitely a good factor. The the ability that it can actually fit inside of a good sizable case and be portable without having it stick out for any type of reason. Which, by the way, that's one of the main reasons why I don't bring my Switch with me to work often is because I put it in my lunchbox, my, right? And it's like about a couple inches that stick out of that freaking lunchbox whenever I try to, <laughs> to zip it up and everything. It's just so obtrusive when it comes to that. But the good thing about this, man, is like you're not dealing with these Joy-Cons that are have little IR functions or these little like motion sensor type of stuff. No. Everything is built in like an actual actual handheld, you know? It's like it definitely gives me the vibes of the 2DS in some regards because you basically have you basically have just a standard device and honestly not so much maybe not just like the 2DS it gives me the clear thing that this feels like an actually evolved form of the PlayStation Vita in a way mm, yeah. because you have the touch screen you have all the random buttons and stuff this feels like a complete like almost like a Nintendo Vita, like it definitely does feel like a Nintendo version of the PlayStation Vita, in that regard because it's smaller than the actual Switch console itself with the Joy Cons attached. It's got like better button layout and better like D pad stuff in my personal opinion. And on top of that, you got a screen that honestly I feel like it's probably going to be kind of the same lines as uh, the Switches current switch is like screen size and which makes it pretty much decent in my personal opinion but uh overall i like the design of this switch light i don't like the selection of the color choices because these color choices are weird i was talking to a friend about it online yesterday like a couple days ago when the thing was announced it's like because she was talking to me a little bit it's like oh Oh, you you don't like yellow? You don't like turquoise? It's like, no, that's not the issue here. I love, like, say, yellow. It's a nice, mellow color. Turquoise, you know, a blue, a shade of blue. I love blue. That's one of my favorite colors. Mm. But you have yellow, you have turquoise, and then you have gray. And I'm like, what the hell? That really does not feel like a light color at all. It feels like kind of like a mixture of some like hodgepodge stuff i mean for example if you want to have the appearance or the emphasis of like say a light color or light feel why not a green a light green why not like a red light red or hell maybe go exotic go like an atomic purple for god's sake you know they definitely have all these different color options at their disposal which they've done previously nintendo has for various consoles and different handhelds and such but I kind of felt like that was sort of like a weird aesthetic choice. I mean, at that point, why don't you just use like black and white? Black or white, you know, like they've done with the DS Lite before, or they've done with like... The Switch. 
the switch <laughs> you know but uh oh no that was like only the only thing that i found kind of perplexing about it it wasn't necessarily in terms of performance or in terms of that it was more or less the options of the weird color choices but what did you think about this Starler? um i i think that those colors are coming but they're going to bring them out in time that's yeah. either way of you know increasing their sales um instead of you know make them oh cool I'll, you know have you i bet there's some people out there when they keep releasing new new 3ds's the colors and here's the game boy edition here's the uh super nintendo edition here's the 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 whatever pokemon edition you know things like that people will buy those they'll buy multiple versions of those so i think we'll get those colors eventually um i bet there'll be a game boy one there'll probably be a, there'll be a new pokemon one there's gonna be like there's we've already had how many different versions of uh, Switch is coming out with like Smash Brothers and uh, Pokemon and stuff like that. So, well, yeah, of course, we've had those type of models yeah. come out too. So, I, I think we'll I think we'll see more of that uh, over the next couple of years. Um, I we talked about this a little while back when the first kind of the, the news was, was really starting to come together uh, a few months ago, and we were both kind of poo pooing the idea, like, what is this outside of selling the Switch without the dock? Um, and I think coming out the way they showed it off the way they talked about it i think they did a really great great job of like where like yeah they, they, i don't want to say they sold me on it as far as like cause i'm not going to buy it but they i don't know i guess they sold me on it i don't really think of a better way like we're like i i as an idea i'm like okay this makes sense this is cool it's 200 bucks like this is the portable version of it this is basically taking over the, the 3ds uh i mean they won't say it but the 3ds is dead these are the games um, well, yeah, even with Nintendo going on record and saying they still want to support, like, the 3DS stuff, yeah. that's just basically Nintendo... It's just business speak. It's just business speak, roughly, yeah. because it's saying to the customer base in and of itself, it's like, hey, here's a cheap alternative or something for you to invest in one of our products and stuff. And also it satisfies their stockholders and stuff, where it's like, yeah, the 3DS, it's not going away anytime soon. Wink, wink, nod, nod. Yeah, it's like, it's like PlayStation saying the Vita was still alive three years after it died. Um, <laughs> that's so true. Uh, so yeah, um, I don't know. I think I think it's really great. And the smaller screen kind of sucks, but um, you you know you're paying you're saving hundred bucks. Uh, this is not this is supposed to be a portable device. So I mean, you made a good point in making this. This is like the Nintendo Vita, where like the Vita the big issue was, and something I've talked about many times is that they try to make like console versions, like minute like light versions of console games. Like we had like a Call of Duty that was a half-ass Call of Duty. Uh, right. Then we had like the a, a half-ass Uncharted game, a half-ass Killzone game. Like we had a, it's just all these games that came out to it that were just half-ass versions of it. Where like Nintendo has mastered it. We're like, here's this whole different experience on handheld that you can't get on the consoles. Like they give you a reason to go there. Like these are right. completely different types of games. Uh, sometimes you know you'd see like you know Captain Toad's Tracker would get like that would be on both consoles. Mario Maker got a bad version on the 3ds you'd see them from time to time but for the most part and when and most of them when they did go on there like it worked it was fine um but they always did a great job of like making it making you giving you a reason to go go to both or go to one like there's a reason to get one or the other um, right and, and with that in regards and also with that in regards to my comparison with the playstation vita along with the nintendo switch Lite, it makes it kind of makes me think that this is sort of like the full extent of say like how what the PlayStation Vita should have been in regards. I mean Nintendo Switch in general, this is definitely what the PlayStation Vita should have been at its launch with its inception. It should mm-hmm. have been a device to where you get quality console quality games on side of your handheld on the go. Nintendo Switch has already proved that that definitely is the case with its system and with Nintendo Switch Lite that's coming out this September 
it's definitely a marginal improvement upon the original Switch's design and also kind of gives that sort of sense of, okay, this is definitely, it's definitely gives like the aspect of, hey, this is going to be not a downgrade in some people's like eyes or opinions and stuff because there are noticeable improvements upon the control of battery life, of different uh, aesthetics and colors that people have wanted. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, it's like, it feels like an entirely realized vision of, say, like the PlayStation Vita in that regard. Mm. In terms of the aspect of console quality games on a handheld device. Yeah, you're getting real console, like actual console games on your handheld device. Like these aren't piss poor ports or knocked off versions. Right, of right. This is not games. like a knockoff PS3 port or something on the Vita, or this is not a knockoff PS4 game like ported to the Vita itself. No, this is actual like you're getting Breath of the Wild. You're getting Breath of the Wild on Switch and on yeah, just on the Switch and on the Nintendo Switch Lite and stuff and there's no compromise pretty much. Yeah. Um so yeah, I, I think it's you know, it's great for that. Um you know, and the, the, the it's just they do oh, that D-pad looks so sexy. I just <laughs> want that D-pad. Like, and they even came out and said that hey, like yeah, that's not. Don't expect that coming to any Joy-Con soon, which sucks. But uh, I don't know. I, well, I think it's you know getting rid of the IR and HD Rumble. That's that's smart. Save some money and probably add to the battery life. What does for sure add to the battery life? That's probably they make up the half an hour ads right there. I'll tell um, you it, what, it, though, the main thing I actually use my Nintendo Vita, my Nintendo Vita. Nintendo Vita. <laughs> <laughs> what I generally use my Nintendo Switch for is mostly when it's docked mode because whenever I play the games in handheld, I absolutely hate the button D-pads on the left side and I mm-hmm. also have problems with uh, holding holding that console for an extended period of time where my thumb gets in this awkward position to where it starts going numb after a while when I'm playing games and I don't like that. It's not a it's not kind of ergonomically fitted for my hands i got big palms but i got like small fingers so it's like i try to do like this sort of like a cradle sort of motion or something with my (laughs) right hand while try to like have my right thumb or something on the right analog stick or like try to move up with the buttons with that experience with that extended period of time it makes things perfect like really awkward for me to try to play games there's like maybe one or two times when I'm playing Super Mario Maker 2 where my thumb was starting to go numb. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. I'm putting this back on the dock. <laughs> and just use my Pro Controller. Which, you know what? That wouldn't be so much of a problem with Nintendo Switch Lite because I have a functioning D-pad where I don't have to use those button D-pad stuff with the Joy-Cons and I don't have to worry about my thumb or my hand going to sleep because of some stupid crap arc shit that I'm doing with my hands. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I get you. It's mm. it's uh yeah, I, I think it's cool. I mean it's definitely something I'm I have no interest in getting, like I said, but uh well, yeah, yeah, I understand. Uh but I don't know. I, I feel like across the board I mean the battery life that sucks. I remember like the mm. um, remember like when the first three days came out, that, that the battery life of that thing was awful as well. Oh, oh so, you don't have to tell me. I mean hell, that thing lasted for about a good solid Oh, I think it was like four hours, but it was yeah. not as bad as, say, the PSP back in the day, where it's mm, like that true. system, when you're playing a game, it would barely last for like about two to three hours or some shit, unless you actually had the adapter with you and stuff. But, oh man, playing games on that device, that UMD drive sucked the life out of that system. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> I mean, and, and 
Yeah. Um, nowadays, like, there's so many, like, I, I've seen so many people that, like, that, if you have this thing and you do travel enough with it, like, I see enough people, like, going out and traveling or doing things, like, yeah. that carry, like, little power bricks with them, like, you could plug into your, your phone into or whatever. So, I, I feel like if that's something that you're going you're gonna to be doing enough, you're going to have that with you. Um, but uh, I think other than that, for the most, for the most part, I think people will be fine. Um, I, I don't know. I just feel everything about this is pretty much perfect uh, for, like, what it is. Like, this is... They they marketed it well. The video was really well done. I mean, it's all, they're always cheesy, just like the original Switch video was was cheesy and corny. Like, no one's ever gonna go to a party on a rooftop and pull out their Switch and play Mario Kart. Uh, never in the history of gaming uh, in lifetime is ever gonna happen. Uh, but I don't know. I thought I thought everything they showed off was really really well done. I was shocked because I, I was I was felt as somebody I felt you know a few months ago I'm like this is I was poo pooing this whole idea. I'm like this is dumb. Like. There's no way. There's no good way to make this. And coming off, they showed it off, and it was like, touche. Like that. You, you, you. Um, eat my words in this one. Like the oh, entire time. Audience. Yeah, the entire time I was watching this, I'm like, fuck. I gotta apologize for this because <laughs> just think about everything. Everything I was saying a couple months ago. But uh, um, I don't know. Yeah, I like it. Like I said, I like it a lot, and I think this thing is gonna be huge, especially with the Pokemon coming out. Pokemon one coming out. Like this is definitely like. Yep. So um, I'll just do a podcast. Tell me the point of like the the, the 3ds Lite. Or was it the 3ds? What was the not the yeah 3ds Lite when that came out? That came out right before uh, Pokemon X and Y came out. Like, yeah, the like new a, 3ds like XL. That's exactly yeah the XL. Yep. Yeah. Uh, when that came out, uh, that was like a month before the uh, Pokemon came out, and this yeah, is six weeks before, two months before that, and then they're gonna also have a Pokemon version coming out, and you know right before the. Pokemon games come out, so right, and that um, game would not work like to its full extent unless you actually had a new 3ds XL. Yeah, so I mean, that, that's what that's what got me to buy the the 3ds. Bought me into the system was, oh shit, there's this XL coming out finally. It's better, it's bigger, and then also this badass Pokemon game that I'm interested in for the first time in oh, yeah. ten years. So I, you have that, and then I was talking to uh, Justin made a good point. He texted me. Uh, he he's one that told me about it. And I was like, holy shit. I didn't like. I was at work, didn't know anything about it, and saw that, and I watched it. Stuck up to a back corner and watched it, and um, uh, he made a good point about you know them about the Switch Pro and everything like that, and talking about that, and uh, it's like the almost the, like the Holy Trinity kind of thing, where like maybe they're gonna have like there's, there's the regular Switch like we have, and then there's gonna be the handheld version, and then maybe there's a Switch Pro that is docked only. That actually would be a. Actually, that makes a hell of a lot of sense because wasn't Nintendo touting for years or something about like third pillar in terms of yeah. like specific game systems or different types of like uh, handhelds that were supposed to represent like potentially being like a third pillar stuff? Like, yeah, for example. I, well, I think they were talking about phones with that, but I mean, that's not taking off what they anticipated, but um, no, no, no. The example I'm, I was giving though was back in the day when they announced when they had like the Game Boy line still and they had uh the GameCube, and they introduced the DS as being that third pillar. And you okay. know it's kind of funny? That uh, you can actually make certain compare. I actually am... I know this is kind of like a wild, like, in comparison and stuff like that, but I kind of compare that to what we have with the Nintendo Switch now, where it's like, you have the Nintendo... You have the Nintendo Switch Lite, which is basically... It's quintessentially a Game Boy, you know, with... Uh, its various points. Then you have the Nintendo Switch in and of itself, and then potentially maybe 2020 or 2021, you have Nintendo Switch Pro. This is going to be like a traditional game console where it's just 
it's just going to it's just basically going to be that like a traditional game console that doesn't undock or anything that's going to be probably have a different type of chipset and everything else that's probably going to run your games like like uh a lot better than what we would expect from the handheld iterations you know and that honestly to me that's something that Nintendo personally has been trying to strive for for a while having like three different products that they could cycle through but playing this time around is playing the same games across these three systems yeah um so I don't, I don't know I, I just I would, like I, I thought of that and like talking to Justin a little bit about it and it's just I thought about that and like that that would be like perfect that, that that's the perfect like you got the handheld only you got the actual switch and then you got the the switch that can't switch like two or three things can't actually switch but you know the, the, the meaning has been lost but still like it's selling well the pro get more time especially with the new consoles coming out like I can see you know that happening and I don't know maybe I don't want to say next year I think that'd be a bad time with with Xbox and PS5 coming out um, but maybe, ooh, maybe March 2021. Possibly. The Switch you Pro comes know. out. Yeah, like whatever it's going to be called. Um, but uh, I don't know. I just like, the, like it'd be perfect because like maybe they do like, maybe the Switch Lite goes to 150, then the Switch is 250, then for 350, yeah, the Switch Pro. Um, or maybe 100, 250, 300 or something like that. Like they're going to drop the price of the regular Switch and then sell that $300 item. Um I don't know. I, I think, but they gotta be careful too with, with the way they market these things as well. Because, I mean, there's there's games. If well, sticking with just the light, there is like Mario Party. You can't actually play on. I don't think you can actually play on this thing without because uh, you have to use the Joy Cons for it. And maybe you, right. can, I think maybe you might be able to play it if you bought extra Joy Cons. But I mean, who wants to play on the tiny ass screen? Um, and then one two switch, you can't play at all on it. And then there's actually certain games that can only be played in handheld mode that you can buy on the in the eShop. So maybe if the Switch Pro does happen and it's docked only, you can't play it. You know, you can't play those games. So there's gonna be ways they're gonna mark. Be careful with marketing. Kind of like how they, they've done a decent job. Where like when the new 3DS came out, the new uh, 3DS XL came out, there was games that only worked on the new 3DS. Yes, and then there was like, virtual console games that couldn't work on the other models, but they could on the new 3DS XL. Yeah. So I mean, they've they've done this enough. Where they split the marketplace enough that they could probably get around this. Oh, um, yeah. It should be, and I doubt they're going to have like Switch Pro only games, regular Switch games, Switch Lite only games. But I, 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 like as far as like full on titles, um, but uh, I don't know. I, like I said, I, I still really like this idea. Um, not my bag, but I, I feel like this thing is going to take off, and it's really going to be the. I don't want to say the second life for it because we're still like the Switch is probably. I think it's still the highest selling console. Yeah, it still is. And quite essentially, uh, they're trying to continue momentum and stuff. But Yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a great way of putting it, continuing the momentum. Don't, instead of letting it die off and slow down and let other people take over and, and lose that narrative, like, they're just going to keep it going. They're doing that just because of the fact that it's so close for the next generation of consoles coming forward with the next Xbox and the next PlayStation systems that they're doing this to keep momentum so that's not going to lose any ground. Yeah, I, I, I feel like with this and with all the games that are coming out for it, uh, and we don't know much about 2020 actually, but I mean, I still feel like there's game, there's thing is is gonna um, probably the Switch will probably continue to be number one selling console every month until right probably the new consoles come out next next fall. So yeah, um, yeah I don't know. That's safe I, to say. Yeah. Um, anyways, I love this. I think it's great. Um, it's gonna sell well. 
Um, but yeah, Gables, anything you want to add? Or you, is there something else you want to talk about before we head out of here? Or you want? Um, there's one thing I did want yeah. to talk about, but it's probably not going to be as long as what uh, we just got through discussing. Yeah. And that was the topic for Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm sorry. Yep. Well, here's the thing about it. What's kind of funny is there's these news articles that are coming forward and stuff about uh, Ubisoft potentially like banning players upon uh, this uh, story maker aspect of Assassin's Creed Odyssey. So, essentially, what players are doing—they're going through the—they're going through like the tools and stuff, but they're creating these these missions that farm like exuberant amount of XP and this and that and stuff like that. At first, I read through the article and I just started chuckling to myself. It's like, okay, what is one of the worst parts of Assassin's Creed Odyssey? Tyler, the, I'm asking you because you've played through this game. The fact that I had to spend ten dollars to level up faster. Exactly the whole the whole grinding for EXP, and what are players doing exactly? Uh, not uh, leveling up faster without paying the ten dollars to level up faster. Exactly the point. Point being, also, I don't like putting put on the spot, even though I know the answer. <laughs> <laughs> I know, and uh, it's not something I do often. I know it threw me off. I'm I scared. <laughs> I don't do this often unless I have a point with this. So, quintessentially, if your consumers are going through and using an exploit that you, stupidly enough, gave them access to for the sole purpose and reason of improving a game design choice that you personally made as a developer, then, you know what... <sighs> It sucks to be you. <laughs> That's quite such the best way I can phrase that. Because the thing about Assassin's Creed Odyssey, I personally haven't played it yet. I've been getting around to other games, other types of stuff. But at the same point, when you take out specific things inside of a game that makes it more of a slog, people are going to drift to these type of exploits. Especially if you give them the tools to do so. It does not surprise me that when they when they allowed for the modification of EXP inside of Assassin's Creed Odyssey, with this whole story mode based like beta stuff that they've been testing, that people were just going to use it to farm EXP. That in and of itself should be proof enough that you're doing something wrong with your game design. For example, it's like, Leveling up in the game has to feel good, whether or not it's like a 20-something hour RPG, like say like a Chrono Trigger, Final Fantasy VI, or if it's something that is something that you're going to be playing for maybe years on end or something like a World of Warcraft. You have to feel rewarded, and you have to feel engaged enough to want to go after that extra level. In terms of games, say, like World of Warcraft and Assassin's Creed Odyssey, two different developers, obviously. Activision Blizzard for WoW and and Ubisoft for Assassin's Creed Odyssey. What these companies do wrong is they put these grinding mechanics behind paywalls in terms of if you want to go through the experience faster. They have enemies that level up alongside you, which give which regardless of whether you level up or not, they still have a set progression stuff to where you don't feel like you're powerful enough in order to get some sort of satisfaction in actual leveling up. As a matter of fact, the opposite tends to happen. 
it's kind of like the comparison when I was talking to you, Tyler, like, I think about a year or so ago, or when you finally finished through Assassin's Creed Odyssey and stuff, my comparison between that and Paper Mario Sticker Star, the game mm. that I played on 3DS, yeah, because the same aspects sort of, like, apply here, where leveling up has to feel good, and regardless of whether you've, you play a game like World of Warcraft or Assassin's Creed Odyssey or Paper Mario Sticker Star and stuff, you have to have options that are going to have your players want to play these games for extended periods of time. The bad part about Assassin's Creed Odyssey is having this game, having you level up, feel like such a grind that people are pretty much compelled to go out and exploit it, you know, your EXP gains and stuff, in order to further enjoy their experience. And going forth and banning players for capitalizing on, like, a mistake that pretty much Ubisoft made in general with the design choice of that game, I don't see why they should do that. I honestly think that the players should actually be furthermore to exploit any type of EXP stuff that they further wish. There's no multiplayer for Assassin's Creed Odyssey, to my knowledge. You're not battling against other players. You're playing a single-player game. You are responsible for enjoying a game the way you want to enjoy it. Whether or not it's installing installing mods in the PC version, which, by the way, game developers had (coughs) tried to manipulate what type of modifications that you can apply on their game, even if it's a single-player game, try to control that little aspect. But the fact remains this. You play a video game the way you want to play it. If you want to go through and like have these ex- like infinite experience points or something, or if you want to go through and just break up the game into its nuts and bolts, manipulate code so you can further change certain aspects of your liking, hell, you bought the game, it's your choice to do so. But I just feel that Ubisoft going through and banning players just for using a type of like uh, EXP boost and stuff for this stuff, I think that's just a major FU to the fans of that game in and of itself. Because they're using it to enjoy their experience by earning the set sum and then going through the game how it was originally supposed to be engaged with, which was to enjoy the story and the combat and all the various experience of Assassin's Creed Odyssey in and of itself. Not pay $10 in order to progress like leveling up quicker because of shoddy game mechanics. So yeah, that's pretty much my thought upon that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Um, I, I'm with you 100. You know, I feel like especially if this was like an online game, even if this was like an online game, like you're not you're not cheating your exploit. I mean, it's cheap. Yeah, if it was online, like ah, it's kind of a cheap tactic. But right, um, this being a single player only game, you're not hurting anybody else. The only game, only game you're affecting is your own. Um, it is. It's bullshit. It's stupid to ban people. I uh, mm. patch it in, fix it, and then move on from there. Um, exactly. You know, I you know I, I talked about even at the, even at the time. Like, I love this game, and I'm happy. I don't yeah. regret spending the ten dollars to get double my XP and everything. Um, right. But the fact that but, you were propelled to do so is a problem. Yeah, because... like that. I didn't feel good about it, but I don't regret well, yeah, it. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, like because I. I if I would have done it, I wouldn't have beat the game, but I still love that game. Like, so to me, it was worth it, well, yeah, but it was yeah, bullshit. I, I, it's, I can't, I, I know people understand that, but I still feel like I keep on explaining, you know, it's like, ah, I, damn it. That was, you know, I don't know. 
it, it feels cheap. It, it was. It's cheap for them, not well, yeah. for me, but for them to do that. I mean, it, it's bullshit. But anyways, um, yeah, it feels like, oh, well, you guys should be like, it does look bad on them because like when you're, when you're charging this and yes. that was the biggest complaint for people was like how slow it was to build because up your experience. Exactly. Because that slow building, they're locking faster level of mechanics behind of a microtransaction. Yeah. Like it felt like they purposely like lowered how much XP you should be getting in the game to like exactly. tell you to buy it. And you know, the fact that they're banning people for, for the, from this game for, for things like that in a single player game, a single player game, um, you know, it, it just, it looks bad. Whether they mean for they it to basically, be or not. Ubisoft, while developing that game, used MMO-type tactics, like you would see in World of Warcraft, mm. in order to make the Assassin's Creed Odyssey, the leveling up, kind of feel like that of, like, a hardcore MMO that you pay monthly for. Yeah. And that's the type of same bullshit that WoW has had now for quite a long while. And one of the major reasons why I don't go back to that game and play is because in order to progress leaps and bounds in that game you have to spend on microtransactions in it because you say if you want to get the best gear inside of it you have to pay twenty dollars for a wow token in order to go through an auction house get the specific power armor that you need and i've done this by the way i hate the fact that i had to do this in order to progress months and months but at the same point the fact is this if a game is locking basic functionality Behind of a paywall, that's not enjoyment. That is just that is just creating a toxic sort of environment in and of itself. Because if you're just playing a game and going through the motions and stuff and not really enjoying it, unless you have to pay the company more money in order to unlock specific features that should have been there to begin with, then why the hell are you playing the video game? Yeah, exactly. Because there are better games out there. There are tens of thousands more that are better than what you could be playing that you're not liking right now. Yeah, very <laughs> true. So, yeah, I mean, like, I agree with you. It's bullshit. Shouldn't be doing it. But uh, I think, Gables, that's going to wrap us up for the week. Um, yeah. Yeah. So uh, thank you guys so much for listening. If you like us, uh, check us out on Facebook. We have a page and group, Drunk Nerds Podcast. Like and join us on there. Twitter, at Drunk Nerds Pod. Follow us, please. On YouTube, Drunk Nerds uh, Subscribe, please. Give us a big thumbs up on our show. Um, and leave a comment. We really appreciate if you did that. And then also on iTunes, Drunk Nerds Podcast. Uh, subscribe, please. Uh, give us a five-star review. Leave us a comment. Really appreciate that. And then also on Spotify. Um, follow us on there. And if you guys, if there's a review process at all, give us the best one you can. And at oh, twitch.tv slash Colonel Gables. Subscribe yeah. to him on there as well. And I think that's good. I think that's everything. I got, I got, all, I got it all. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. once again, guys, thank you guys so much for listening. I was your host. I was Tyler. And I have been Colonel Gables, so until next time, everyone, thank you very much. Play your games, enjoy your games, do whatever the hell you want with your games. Fucking but games. most importantly of all that, thank you for listening to another fun-filled episode of the Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. Hey, hey Gables? Yeah. Too sweet. Too sweet. See ya! <laughs> <laughs> and I'm out. Bye, guys.